Trusting God in Your Trials on this edition of Truth and Love. I'm Heath Lambert, and you're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, where we seek to provide biblical solutions for the problems that people face. The tagline of our podcast, Biblical Solutions for the Problems People Face, is predicated on a guarantee that you will face problems. Jesus assures us that this world will give you trouble. And so it's right that we talk about how to respond to trouble when it inevitably comes. Our guest this week on the podcast is Martha Peace. Martha is a member of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, and she's been certified with our organization since 1989. She is married to her husband, Sanford, and they just celebrated their 50th wedding anniversary, and she is the author of numerous really helpful books, but the most recent one is entitled Modesty, More Than a Change of Clothes. And I invited her on the podcast this week to talk about trouble, not just because she's been a biblical counselor and has helped many people and has written about these things, but she also is a woman who has experienced this recently in a trial with her daughter, Anna. So Martha, welcome, and tell us about the recent trial you've gone through with Anna. Last November, almost Thanksgiving, Anna called me one morning and she said, Mom, I have a lump in my breast. And so I said, well, you've got to go to the doctor right away. And she did. And they did test right away. They did a biopsy very quickly, and it was cancer, and it was very, very aggressive cancer. So the, the emotion that I felt was just fear. Yeah. I was scared. And um, I, I remember thinking, I wish it were me. And I just kept thinking that. And then I finally figured out that's not productive. (laughs) It wasn't me. It was her. Uh, I remember when she called me to tell me about the biopsy, I got teary. I started Mm -hmm. tearing up on the phone. And she said, Mom, you're not going to cry. I'm not crying and you're not going to (laughs) cry. I said, I will cry if I want to. (laughs) But I tried not to cry around her. But the tears every day. um, They decided to do chemotherapy first. They did that for 20 weeks. And it was every week for 12 weeks. And then the they saved the worst for last, and it was uh, every other week for eight weeks. It was very, very difficult. And then she had um, a double mastectomy. Mm. And But when they uh, did the pathology report, now we're talking this was a seven-month process. So this was last summer that she had her surgery, this past summer. And uh, there was not one living cancer cell left. So that was what we had been praying and begging God for for all that time. But the emotion that I felt to begin with was just pure terror. And um, I remember just clinging to God. And I was praying 
just multiple times a day when the fear would just overwhelm me. Yeah. And I, my request to God was that she could have a cure. Mm-hmm. And, but then I always had to add, but whatever will glorify you the most. Mm-hmm. And then I would pray. I would thank God for the trial for what he was teaching me, for what he was teaching Anna, for our whole family. Our whole church family was grieved. And then I thanked God for reminding me how much I needed him. So this went on, this fear and waking up in the middle of the night and just... And I remember one night in particular where I was wide awake at 2 o'clock in the morning. Of course, the first thing I would think about was Anna. And um, I was praying, and I was talking to the Lord, and I was just trying to be quiet. And I remember thinking the thought, this is amazing that I am talking to God. Yeah. And he is listening to me and he's hearing me and I mean I know I know that when I prayed I was talking to God Mm -hmm. but it just was a great comfort well after she started chemo and we all went through that kind of fear of all this was happening um, after a few weeks the fear went away and a grief settled over me, unlike anything I have ever experienced. And I've lost my parents. I've lost yeah. loved ones. And the grief was so deep and so hard that I felt like uh, it was just overwhelming. Yeah. But the Lord helped me to continue to function. I continued to teach classes that I was supposed to teach. I continued to counsel. And every time I would do something like that, it would help me more than it would help the counselee or the student. Just Mm -hmm. being in God's Word, seeing Anna's attitude, her anchor. She was clinging to her anchor. Mm -hmm. And so the... My prayer really was the same during that time, but I would just intensely pray, and I was sincerely thanking God, and I was sincerely thanking God for his goodness to us, to, to even if she died, to let us have her for as long as we did. Mm. And um, that went on, my emotions Mm-hmm. went on for several weeks and then one day God's supernatural peace just settled over me and uh, it sure was a lot easier and that was before you heard the news that oh yeah this yeah. was during her chemo time right. the okay. first probably about 12 weeks into the chemo mm-hmm. and um but God was he he, he promises that he will never let you be pressured beyond what you're able to bear. And I felt like I came up to the brink several times on that. Mm -hmm. But it it was so true and so precious. And uh, God is good. What you're talking about 
is such, not just that the narrative is a powerful narrative because it's sad and weighty and it's something that we've all either been through or would be fearful mm-hmm. that would happen to us. Uh, it's also powerful because of the way you depended on the Lord. And that's encouraging me. Right. Uh, that's encouraging to me to hear you say that. But there are people listening to this podcast right now. They listen to it because they saw the title and they wanted to listen to it because they are going through a trial right now. And somebody might be listening to this and maybe a woman who was laying in bed last night, just the way you were laying in bed those nights. And she doesn't know how to pray. She doesn't know what to do. She just feels despair. She feels scared and she doesn't know how to take those thoughts captive. What would you say to someone who's listening to this and is just dizzy with despair and doesn't know what the first step is to reach out to the Lord. I think that, and the Lord taught me this a long time ago, but I think being grateful and expressing gratitude to God and under in first Thessalonians five says, be thankful for all things for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. We know we, we can remind ourselves that we don't have to live in a sin-cursed world and sin, sinful body forever, mm-hmm. and uh, that is comforting. We know we can come boldly to the throne of grace and there find grace to help and mercy in time of need. Mm-hmm. And so she needs to just come boldly to God and say, I need help. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, my emotions are overwhelming me. But, so in other words, just be candid with the Lord. Yes. Like, here's where I am. Yes, yeah. but not shaking your fist at God, why is this happening to me? Right. But she should be candid with the Lord, but be grateful, be humble. Lord, thank you for what you're trying to teach me. He's molding her character into more and more Christ-likeness, using this for her good and his glory. Mm-hmm. And the... I remember the first time as a new Christian, I used to resent doing the laundry. I don't know why. I could clean the bathrooms. I could cook. I could do all this stuff. Sanford could be out in the backyard cutting the grass in the hot, sweaty sun. And I resented that he wasn't in there helping me. (laughs) And I was in the air conditioning. And then I got convicted (laughs) that I was grumbling and complaining and and sinning. But when I found that, be thankful for all things, Mm -hmm. I just started getting in the habit of thanking God. And so whether it's a little tiny, insignificant thing or a huge final exam kind of thing, um, you need to express gratitude. You need to be fully persuaded that God is good mm-hmm. and his promise that he won't test us or tempt us beyond what we're able to bear. So let's let's take that and let's apply that same idea then to another different kind of person that might be listening to this. And their trial is their daughter did die. Uh, their mom did die. Mm-hmm. Their dad did die. Right. And they're listening to you and there may be, what can that happen to me? I prayed. Why didn't that happen to me? And so the goodness of God 
is tested in their mind because the bad thing that they prayed and prayed and prayed wouldn't happen did happen. And now they're trying to figure out how to think about the goodness of God when this horrible things happened. Well, I mean, we did have the best possible outcome. Mm-hmm. It's still not a hundred percent guarantee mm-hmm. that it won't recur, mm-hmm. but my mother died mm-hmm. and she died about eight years ago. Yeah. No, more than that now. And, um, I still miss her. Yeah. And when I think about it, I can get teary. Mm -hmm. But every time I do think about that, I I thank God for the time that I did have her. Mm -hmm. Whether it was a, whether for some people it's a short time or or a long time. This is, um, we do live with grief, but. God will comfort her. Come unto me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. But if we're angry at God and or if we're saying, why did you do this to me? Um, then God, that's our pride, and we're not being humble. We're not humbling ourselves before God. We can cast all our cares on him, for he cares for us. But it it doesn't mean that you don't have grief. Though our Lord had grief, He right. had sorrow. Yeah. He wept when Lazarus died. He wept over Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. So we can grieve, but not as the world grieves. You're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of ACBC. If you'd like more information about our ministry, you can visit us at www.biblicalcounseling.com.